0: joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Season, and this is the Joybringer podcast, and I am so excited to be joined today by a fellow radio host. Uh, this is Jen, Jen Driscoll, Driscoll, uh, Jen, I have met only through the magic of radio when you were in Texas mm-hmm. at a big and wonderful radio station, and here, even though we don't really know each other. You are so gracious to me and I have told so many people this. I'm like, there's this girl Jen. Aww. She's a radio host in Texas and you have been so kind, so supportive and you had me on when my book was launched and I wanted to have you on my podcast because you you carry joy. You carry such beauty and kindness and joy and I want to hear from your heart and I have this platform now. And I'm like, well, who can I have on that? I think people could learn from. So I'm so glad you're joining me today. And uh, yeah, tell tell us more about you.
1: Okay, well, a you're very kind. B, (laughs) I feel like I know you probably even more than maybe you feel like, you know, me from listening to your Joybringer segments on my station. And my friends and I would text like, did you hear what season said today? It was so. no, you didn't. (laughs) Yes. No. Well, I'll show you the text thread later. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, I've been in radio for a while. And it's funny because I think yours kind of happened. I don't know if accident's the right word. It just wasn't something you were expecting. And it was kind of the same for me. I was listening to the radio one day. I'd studied something else. It studied music. And from listening to you, I think you studied drama. Yeah, I was an actor my whole life. Okay. Yeah. So i was in the music and arts field too studying music clarinet performance which is such a marketable field don't you know Oh, sure (laughs) super
0: sexy clarinet yeah
1: yeah Yeah. um yes and (laughs) i got out of school but i had known for a long time i'm supposed to do something else but i didn't have the faith to match that i guess i was in the position where god i know you can save me from my sins and forgive me and give me a better life but I don't know that I can trust you with my career. So I should just keep on keeping on. And I just couldn't deny it anymore. I was in a place like um, graduating from college, didn't know what I was gonna do. And personally, you know, my parents were getting a divorce and I just felt like I, my life is not going anywhere or any way and Lord, my, you're my only option. Mm. I was listening to the radio one day and I thought that sounds like so much fun. I wonder how that works. Such a God thing. I was able to get an internship and I remember being so happy to clean out the prize closet or to, you know, wash the (sighs) pollution van. I would clean the bathrooms if they needed it. I was just happy to do anything. And it's funny, um, just how it worked out. And when you work hard, more opportunities come your way and working Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's led to more opportunities. And then, um, yeah, I was at the same station in Texas for years and just made the move up north to Minnesota. So I am relearning. I'm from the Midwest, but I'm relearning what a non-Texas winter feels like.
0: You mean what winter looks
1: like? Yeah. You know, this winter is maybe 60 or 70 Minnesota no it's they tell me don't get used to this this is mild so it's maybe 30 today 35 which I'm told is warm for this time of year
0: that's what I've it's it's been super mild here I don't know I haven't worn a jacket really yet it um I guess it's mild across the country so that's Mm. I mean by the time this airs maybe people will be like shut up it's freezing I'm so happy to
1: be baby-stepping into it, though. Me and my dogs, because they're not used to this either. They don't know what snow is. They were scared of it the first time they saw it. So it's been a learning curve for all of
0: us. So you are a pug lover. Is that true?
1: That is true. I don't know how well this will show up, but this is one of my
0: babies right here. (gasps) Oh, we love a baby.
1: Yeah, oh. my rescue pug. I've got two now, but he's my oldest, so he's my favorite because he's oh my. Gosh. Does he
0: snore and snort and all the things?
1: All the things. Yeah, yeah. it's always fun when he snorts in my face, too, because yeah. I'm yeah. a germaphobe, so that's not really what I'm going for, <laughs> but I'll overlook it for him.
0: Oh, my gosh. We, we're obsessive dog people. So we have a coffee shop here in Knoxville, and people will bring their dogs in, and they'll say, are you dog friendly? And we say, no, we are dog obsessed. Bring all the pups. Bring every one of them. We love them. I got a road trip to this coffee shop.
1: It's yep. like my kind of place.
0: Yes, please bring all the dogs. We bring your pugs, and we will love on them and feed them treats.
1: Okay, they then they're never going to want to leave. You might be stuck with two
0: spoiled <laughs> rotten pugs. Right. So you and I were talking about we both made some big moves recently, mm-hmm. and you said something really interesting earlier. I want to I want to little double click on this because I too when diving into something I love, I become so hyper-focused on that thing and all in. I'm not, a, I'm not a little commitment person. I'm like a you get all of me kind of person. And I, for so many years, wore that as a badge. This, I, I worked for a theater company m- my whole, most of my life, especially as a, as a professional. And we had something that, that we called, it was, it was um, unwritten but we called it the bloody stump rule. And it was modeled from the top down from the very beginning. It wasn't that the show would just go on. It was like you went on even if you had a bloody stump. And we wore this commitment of I'll show up before anyone. I'm leaving after everyone. I'm going to be there come hell or high water. And thinking that that's the epitome of like being a good employee or that's how committed I am. And I have found myself, you you mentioned, you know, I, I was there New Year's and Christmas and you know everything. And while that in my mind, I wore it as a badge as I've gotten older and as I've experienced, you know, leaving that one career and doing the same thing as I dove into the next and and kind of thinking, well, how does that work out for you? How's that working mm. out for you, you know? Having zero boundaries or having just this belief that if I work harder than anyone or if I'm committed more than anyone else, then then you'll love me or then I'll have the promotion or then I will be, quote, successful. And so I want to just tap into this a little with you. Have you how's that working out for you? (laughs) Have you have you grown in
1: that? I have. One of the classes I wish had been available in school was boundaries Mm. because you learn it the hard way when you don't have any. And I thought for the longest time being a Christian is just be nice, keep turning the other cheek and always say yes and accept bad behavior. I read the most amazing book earlier this year, and God really used it to change my life. It's called When to Walk Away. Mm. And I never thought about this when reading the scriptures, but how many times Jesus walks away? Wow. Sometimes it's to spend time in prayer with the father. And it's not, he's not being mean to those people. He's recognizing his priorities, love God. And then I can love these people. Yeah. And there were times he walked away from the Pharisees because it was never going to be enough. No matter how many times he turned the other cheek, they didn't care what he had to say or what he was doing. They were always going to find a reason to pick at him. Mm-hmm. And after reading that, I reevaluated my life and thought, I got to make some changes. you mm. know, Because I, like you, I kept thinking if I just work hard enough and do enough and love enough it's all going to work out and it wasn't working out. And I didn't like who I was becoming because I, wow. I didn't know how to deal with it except get frustrated. Right. And that's not a way to live. That might be a season, but that's not how you want to go through 365, 24, seven. It'll wear you out. I,
0: I, I am so grateful that you're having this this moment. One of the joybringer core values, there's four of them in my book and the things that I live by is is rest. Mm. And that's not easy for for some of us who are, you know, just so enthusiastic and and it's not because I'm trying to be a workaholic. It's because I love what I do. But I had a friend of mine say to me once, you know, Season, loyalty is not a fruit of the spirit. Faithfulness is. And this shattered my, my thoughts, because I am loyal to the covenant. I have a covenant with my husband. I have a covenant to Jesus, right? Like I'm loyal to that. And I'm faithful to where the Lord has placed me. But this idea of like loyalty for the sake of, you know, X, Y, and Z, right. Hoping to get something in return or prove something. I don't need to. I can be faithful to where the Lord has me right now and faithful to my capacity Mm. to have those boundaries so that I can love myself and others well. Because other people, like when we are, you know, workaholics or we're diving into something without those healthy boundaries, we're not the only ones that suffer.
1: No, I um I like you. I'm loyal to a fault, mm-hmm. and I think in my mind I thought it was a sign of weakness to walk away mm-hmm. or to not see something in my mind all the way through or to make changes. Yeah, and using that book and honestly, I read Boundaries several years ago, and it's one of those you always have to keep relearning and reassessing. But it was so freeing when I recognized it's not on me and God's not going to not love me if I make a change. Actually, I think he's calling me to make some changes And right. in, in doing that. It can be a sign of loving people around you too, especially if they keep taking and it's not healthy for them. Is it really loving them to not set up boundaries? Because maybe
0: there are some things that they need to re-examine when the relationship changes. Mm-hmm. Somebody said this and I'm probably not going to get it right, but that boundaries actually have nothing to do with the other person. Mm. Boundaries is not setting up rules for someone else. Boundaries is setting up and establishing what's okay for you. Mm -hmm. It really has
1: nothing to do with anyone else. Right. And I've thought about that too, how they can change over time. Like I have a family member and had to set some boundaries – and I thought, this is how it's going to be forever. Because I guess mm-hmm. in my mind, I sound like I tend to make things so final, like this is the way it always is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, some things have changed. And so I guess, you know, boundaries can change too, depending on where you are maturity wise or how, you res- how I respond differently, hopefully now than I would have several years ago, because I've matured and I realize, you know, some people may not change, but I can change how I see them or how I interact with them.
0: Mm-hmm. So now you've had huge change mm-hmm. in your life. You've moved to a totally different state. You're at a new radio station. Um, it's fun that you're still the midday host, right? You're still yes. middays with Jen.
1: Middays with Jen. Yes. And then I've got some off air responsibilities too. Yeah. So I get to help with the music and um, schedules and kind of some office stuff. But there's also an opportunity given my Clarinerd uh, background. They have a music school because we're owned by a college. So there's oh a music school. So I love to teach lessons Um, at some point soon. So I, it's so God, how he can put you in a place where you can use all your gifts and they make sense.
0: Okay. This is what's wild. I walked away from a 30 year lifelong, like career as an actor. I had made these vows that said, I will never do anything else. I will die on this stage. And I left, I retired from that. And people thought I was crazy. Like, what is she doing but I was following the Lord and I was super content with this decision. It was like, no, nope, I know what my life is. I, I know I'm a whole person. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord was revealing to me that my identity wasn't solely based in this thing. But I loved what I did. And I said to the Lord, like, it was all that for nothing. Like, what, what happens to all these weird gifts that I have? <laughs> like, I can do some strange things, you know, or, or things that I'm very comfortable with. And yet how he's brought it all back around. Like he absolutely cares about your love of the clarinet. Mm -hmm. And maybe you thought that part of your life was over. And he's like, oh, heck no. I got so much more for you. What a gift. He's so gracious that way.
1: I've heard it said that there's no crumbs on God's table as in he doesn't waste anything. And even me, the time that I thought that I had wasted in school, because professionally I'm not doing much with it. That is just like God to use it and repurpose it. And to allow me opportunities because i had such great teachers over the years to then try to be that for my students and as much as i love music and to help teach them i am more am interested in letting them know there's another adult that loves them and wants mm. to help them grow as a person and so to have those opportunities it really is priceless and i i never get tired of thinking about how god can connect the seemingly random dots of our lives
0: it's bizarre it, and and I, I just want to take this moment to say, like, if you have if you've let some dreams go or if you've, you know, believed that you don't get to have joy from that thing that you used to love because of the life choices you've made or because of the seasons that you found yourself in, that is a lie. God cares. He placed those dreams inside of you. God has every intention. Like you said, no crumbs on God's table. He ties things up, these loose ends that have been severed or cut. Um, And it's really fun to, to watch that and celebrate how God does that in our lives. But I think it also has to do with our belief that he can. Well, and
1: that's why, whether it's, you know, Christian music at a radio station or singing at church or a podcast like this, it's so important to feed our minds, to saturate our minds with the truth because the world is going to tell us anything other than what God can do. And so it's easy to believe I miss my mom, mate. It's too late. It's possible for everyone else, but not for me. And yet to remember that with God, all things are possible. And Mm -hmm. I I hope that I don't lose sight of that. You know, I always want to have that at the forefront because this world can be discouraging, but God came to encourage, he sent Jesus to encourage us.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. This is the new year, right? And we're going in going, all right, I might not know a goal. I might not know maybe my word for the year. I might not have these big lavish you know plans but to at least renew your mind in this new year with what are you going to do god because i know it's going to be good so to get our hopes up to set our expectations beyond the doubts beyond the fear beyond our agenda because you, you know proverbs says we can we can make our plans all day long <laughs> but but the lord is has a bigger and better he has different vision he has more broad scale a view of our life and he has so much more for us and sometimes more looks like less. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe, so tell me about, I know you said the word contentment has been on your heart and in your mind. So tell me what, what that means.
1: One of the things that's challenging over the holidays, it's me and my dogs. And in Texas I had some other friends in a similar life stage Um, so I never felt like I didn't fit in, but being in a new place, I'm looking around all my coworkers are married or they're quite a bit younger. So again, different stage. And it's easy to look around and think what's wrong with me. I'm going to so many things by myself. I'm going to church by myself. I don't know many people. there. going to meetups by myself. And while I can be friendly and I guess, put myself out there for lack of a better phrase, it does get tiring thinking this is hard work. And I feel like it would be easier if I had someone to join me for whatever reason in my mind. I just think that that would be an easier transition. I was talking about it with a friend who is married and has been for a while. And I said, maybe it's the holidays or maybe it's just so much change and feeling like it's hard. I knew it would be hard, but she said, you know, she's happy in her marriage, but she does some counseling and she's speculated how many people aren't happy. And they're in a relationship, but they're not. It made me think of when I was a little girl, I always wanted an easy bake oven. I guess I just thought like, that's the toy I need and my life will be set. And I got plenty of other toys. That was not one of them. Recently, I was talking with a friend who did get one and she talked about how terrible the cookies or cakes or whatever it makes are. (laughs) And I just kind of made this connection in my mind of how many other things, maybe it's a relationship with a guy or something else that I think if I just had that, I'd be set. And maybe yeah. it's like the easy bake oven. Like, yeah, it would be nice, but it doesn't fix things. It doesn't mean that life is any less harder. It's just another thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so helpful, right? We do, we project that, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, but that grass still has to be watered and mowed and fertilized and it can die in the winter too. Like it, There is no such thing as, well, they have it easier or they mm. have it better. There's there's something in everything, right? Like everybody has their own bag. And some people look at your life and go, oh, my gosh, she can she's so free. She can just make any decisions she wants. She can sleep through the night, right? There's not babies waking her up all night or, you know, there's goodness in everybody's situation and their struggle in everyone's situation. And I think contentment, you know, when we look at comparison, what comparison they say is, is a joy stealer. Right mm-hmm. to be able to look at everyone else and go, but I don't have that. If I only had X, Y, Z, then I could have joy. But the contentment side of it—now, contentment's not complacency. The, those are things that I think get get mixed up. Mm-hmm. The contentment and complacency are not the same thing. Just like I used to hate the word acceptance um, because it felt like I was paralyzed—that that I had to. Um, not take any kind of action. But you can't take action until you accept what is, recognizing what really is so that you can assess it and then move forward um, or make decisions on what you're going to do based on what actually is. And, com- and contentment is similar in that way. To not be able to, you know, I'm not comparing and, and wishing I had everything else, but looking at the blessing and the gifts that I actually have, what my life really is like So I can receive the goodness that is in this situation.
1: One of the things I am working to be better on it's, managing my mindset because it's easy to go down all those trails of what could be or what you think should be. And in Philippians four, when Paul talks about, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything, I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And one of the notes that I wrote was that contentment, it's enjoying who you have Rather than mm. what you think you should have. And so I'm trying to be more mindful of Jesus, you've given me all these riches, all these blessings. I wanna be satisfied with those because it's more than enough. And I am where you want me to be. And I wanna celebrate where other people are too, because who knows mm. if my life could change or theirs. So I don't wanna look back on a season and feel like I wasted part of it
0: because I didn't appreciate where I was. That's the life story, right? That's our life. You when you go past it, you look back and recognize what it was. And I've lost a lot of people in my life. Everybody in my family is dead. Like I, so there's no, and so I have a different perspective on a relationship with a parent or, you know, no, you got to value that moment, man, because you never know, or grandparents or, or mm-hmm. whatever, family time. And so when you have hindsight, you can see it in a different way. But to be in this moment and to say, to recognize who you have, versus what you have. That's so beautiful. It's so important. And to be, and I say this all the time, joy is present tense. It's right here, right now. It's not what you had. It's not the circumstances behind you. Cause when we look back and we're sad that we don't have that anymore, that's like depressing. It's not what we could have when, because that's anxiety in the future. Like, well, what if it doesn't? Joy's right here, right now with what we have, with who we have being aware to like count those blessings. I mean, it's so, you know, silly to, you know, count your blessings, but for real, like pile them up, look at them because they're real and they're right now. And the Lord is in all of that. He is with us offering everything that we need. Although I I don't know about you, but it is so easy to be caught up, especially in like the money things, things feel desperate. And Mm -hmm. you're like, well, it's great to say, I believe the Lord's going to provide for me but you don't know, like the state of my bank account, you don't know the bills that I have to pay. But truly, I've been in those situations so many times in my life. I look back on those, and I'm like, oh, I feel like the clock struck midnight, you know, days prior to when Mm -hmm. I got it, or months prior. I thought, you know, it couldn't get worse. But you look back on those, he goes, but somehow he did, he provided
1: one of the lessons I learned over the last year, um, you know, I kept praying and praying and praying for some different things. And I felt like my prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. Oh, my God. I was not seeing what I thought I should. And it really made me question not my belief in God, but just God, do my prayers matter? Yes. And you, know, you say you value prayer. And in Luke 18, the widow keeps going to you and the judge is finally like, oh, all right, already, whatever you want. Mm. But does that work for me? And I realized at the end of that season, there were some lessons I would not have learned any other way. And I you know, you're talking about looking back and not wanting to waste things. I wish that I'd had more faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to learn lessons the hard way and you have to learn the hard way. The contentment is it's life. Doesn't look the way you want, but how are you going to respond? So right. I hope that the next time I'm in a situation where I feel like, Lord, are you hearing my prayers? that I'll remember that, you know, cause I want to have faith. I want to be one of those people who, I can inspire others with my faith. And the only way to do that is to have faith in hard times.
0: But we don't have faith unless it's te- like that's what grows it. We have faith based on the testing. That's what, when we go, I didn't know, and then God showed up. So I have thought that so many times where you're like, uh, is this thing on God? <laughs> refresh, <laughs> refresh. Hello? Are you hearing me? Have we met? Like, you know me and I'm in this situation and I am not thrilled about it. Um, But one of the things that I really appreciate this quote, it says, if you can't hear God or see God, right? You're looking around like, where, what are you doing? I can't hear you. I don't know if you're listening to me. I can't see what you're doing to go back and remember. If you can't hear him or see him, look back, remember what he's done, because that is what can sustain us into the future. You read in the Old Testament, you know, when the Israelites are like, just, Going through it right regularly, they would go back and read the testimony of what God has done because it helps push them through the difficulties. They would go and it would say, read this out loud, go back, read the history so that you remember that's right, God shows up, He is faithful, and that building of our faith will get us through. And we'll be able to say the same thing look what God did.
1: One of the things that I love to do, and I learned this from my grandma, she did this for. She lived to be nearly 91. So the majority of her life, she kept a gratitude journal and maybe kind of like the counter blessings where maybe it can kind of sound cheesy, but it works. Yes. And she would challenge me, find at least three things a day to be grateful for. And there are so many days where I cannot stop. I just, oh, this and this. Sometimes it's little things like you make a green light because you were cutting it close. Other times it's the big things like that thing that you keep praying for. You finally see some movement. But I have a bin full of old gratitude journals and Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, wrapping up the year and getting into the new year, it'd be a good time to reflect on just what God has done. Because it is like you said, it's so easy to forget. And then impatience grows, disbelief and discouragement All the those diss things that are not good. And that's not
0: the space I want to live in. A hundred percent. I'm so grateful that um, this new, I'm I'm going into this new year. I've, I've developed a, what I'm calling the 12 month joy bringer challenge. And I'm inviting our listeners and anyone who follows me on email and social media to join me in this. And each month there's going to be a challenge for us to put into practice to really grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. And, January's challenge is to write a note or a thank you note or a note of encouragement. And there, each challenge every month is rooted in one of the core joy joybringer core values. And, and this one is rooted in gratitude. Gratitude is the gateway to joy. It's the thing that gets us grounded and begins to grow and build the joy. It's, it's the foundation that it's all built on. And so I love that you went back and, and that your grandma, what a legacy, what mm-hmm. a legacy to say, uh, what, what can I leave the people coming behind me to leave a legacy of gratitude and great joy. That's incredible. And i, I celebrate that with you. I'm so, I'm so excited because that has bones. That, going back and looking back over the things that you've been grateful for and allowing the the testament of God's faithfulness to build your faith, that can't help but fill you with so much joy. It propels you throughout your day. So for me, this this new year, this first month of January, I'm going to do this. this I'm going to write thank you letters and notes of encouragement. My mom maybe I haven't grabbed a hold of this legacy, but I'm starting it. She was a thank you note and a birthday card, any kind of card, handwritten notes. That's what she was known for. And she had this daily, it was like a monthly planner that was by our kitchen phone. So there's that. Uh, and it was this date monthly planner and attached to each month's, you know, pages were just cards galore, just Mm -hmm. thank you cards, sympathy cards, birthday cards. And she would write down the thing that someone was celebrating or or mourning or whatever. And she just would collect these cards and every month she would just send out these notes of encouragement or celebration. There's something really powerful about extending that, hey, I'm grateful for you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. You matter to me. Um, In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, you know, especially in the beginning of of this new year, so many of us are planning. We've got words. We've got big goals, you know, and we wonder, like, what is God's will for our lives? Like, I want to be, you know, in the will of God. Well, sometimes it's really far less complicated than we think. In 5.18, 1 Thessalonians, it says, always be joyful Never stop praying. Here's 18. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for your life. Be thankful, be grateful. Gratitude is liter- that's the will of God for your life. So let's start the year off by saying yes I can make my plans. Yes I can, you know, have a word and have a goal, but I'm grateful for God and his faithfulness, for his presence and his power that I can even be here to have a goal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can even, you know, be present in this moment and recognize his goodness. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by your legacy of gratitude. And this month, I'm going to try to continue my mom's legacy of sending that gratitude, sending those encouraging words to help build others up as well.
1: I was thinking about it because I talked about it earlier on my show because my grandma, along with her gratitude journaling, she's a prolific note writer, Mm. birthday cards, thank you notes, thinking of you cards. And she would always include scriptures at the bottom. And it just hit me today when you write a note for someone else. It picks them up, but it does the same for you, too, because you're reminded, I have one more person in my life that God has allowed me to cross paths with, and my life is better because of it. And so yes. as you get to let them know, it's a reminder and honestly, an opportunity to thank God for that person.
0: For sure. The prayer that you say, you know, I know a lot of times we say, oh, I'm praying for you or I'm going to pray for you. It's better to just stop what you're doing and do it. Right. Right. I forget all the time oh yeah you have surgery on friday i'll pray for you how about just let's do it right now but if you're writing a note of thanks or a birthday or whatever it's that that moment that is a prayer to say god i'm grateful for this person and allow the lord to fill your spirit with whatever he might want to say to them in that moment or ask the lord for a specific bible verse to give to that person i can only imagine your grandma blessed so many people because the lord probably lit her up with what verse to give someone as an encouragement.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think too, she was one of those people that was never too busy.
0: Yeah.
1: He made you feel like the most important person in the world. Mm. And that's something that I want to carry too, because I find myself getting bogged down with stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, my yeah. inbox, no matter how many times I try to clean it out, there's going to be more stuff in there. I would rather spend time writing cards to people, spending time in prayer, reading scripture, any of those things that really matter. And it's so easy to get distracted from the lesser things that don't, but maybe in the moment they
0: feel more important. Yeah. You do carry this legacy. You have sent me countless messages. Oh. You have. I'm like, I don't even know this girl. And you, <laughs> cause this, this joy bringer segment runs all over the place. I have no idea where it runs, who runs it. It's, it's such a blessing that the Lord just does whatever he wants with it. And I, I don't know, but to hear from people and go gosh they are listening but to hear from i don't hear from dj i don't hear from radio hosts they're not like oh i listen to it like more often than not it just plays and but you are so gracious with your encouragement and so you are you're 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 a legacy carrier
1: well, that is very kind of you. It does pique my interest when I get to hear it. And so I'm grateful for, you know, our mutual friend who put it on my station yeah. and helped get you that opportunity. It, again, like maybe I should write him a notice. We're talking about a of gratitude <laughs> for um, the things that he's done and how my life is better getting to cross paths with you.
0: Mm, that's so kind. <laughs> so I I want to know, you know, as we are in this new year and, and you are intentionally receiving the joy of contentment, right? Mm -hmm. The the goodness found in contentment. What do you have desires and dreams for this year? Are you you just sitting in this, whatever you have for me, God, or or are there specific dreams you want to share?
1: So many things. And I think I was afraid of them for a while because I thought Mm -hmm. I can't do this. And it's so short sighted. Yeah. i mean how many times has gotten to show me no he can do a lot more than i would expect yeah. one of the things i just did i finished up a financial coaching certification oh. and so i want to help people with that whether that's at church or teaching a financial peace university but i'm excited to grow in some new skills and help people just because i know when money is tight it feels like your whole life is tight and oh you don't my have gosh yes with anywhere and that is something I got to sit down and plan what that's going to look like. I think there's been fear that like I did all this training for it. And now what do I do now? It's real. It's go time. So that's on my radar. I am, you know, still settling into a new station, um, new radio station. So trying to figure out some new opportunities and then making new friends, you know, maybe that's meeting someone or making new gal pals or whatever that looks like. I just want to be open to that. Cause you have this Mm -hmm. idea of how your life should look and then, It doesn't, and that's okay, God has something else. But I just, I don't wanna be closed off from thinking I don't want this or I don't want that because God knows me so much better than I do. And there've been times where, you know, we were talking about this earlier, when you never say never,
0: that's Mm -hmm. why you never
1: say never to God because he can do things so differently. So I wanna be open for what he has for me and whatever that looks like.
0: I'm excited for you to state those out loud on a recording that will have, you know. Accountability. uh, Yeah, because. I was cleaning out. I was looking for an email and I have a couple email addresses, you know, and they all kind of filter into one when I get one, but randomly I had made, when I have ideas and want to take notes or something, I'll put it in a draft of an email, but I had done it in one of my other emails and I was looking through it to find something. And I found a list of like dreams. It said, it said, it said 2021, like January, 2021, and it was a, a list of like dreams. And I read that thing. And I just had crazy tears pouring down my face. I shared it with my husband. Both of us were like, what? There are things on this list that at the time, none of these things, none of that was even on our radar. None of that was um, something. I, I don't know how those things were on that list. Hmm. Um, One of the things said, like, to work with my husband, because we do, like, very different things, and yet we want to work together. That was in, like, I don't know, December of 2020 or early 2021, and we didn't even start any of our process of owning a coffee shop or working together until, what is it, 23? We started in December of 22 is when we started this idea of a coffee shop, so it's just been a year in March will be our year anniversary of being open. So we had none of that was on the radar. Um, There's some things about television on there. I had never had one thought about TV. As far as I knew, there was no television in my future. But there is stuff about being having television opportunities. Well, friend, there are crazy, wild television opportunities that are in my future I never would have even like, I look back on that and I go, how did I write that down? That's never been something I thought I would be interested in. So it's, it's crazy when we take a, take a risk to state a dream. And then I forgot about that email. That's literally been there since, I don't know, maybe January of 21. Is that what? Three years ago? Yes. What? Which is wild. (laughs) Yeah. So to state something out loud and say, God, I know you care. I know you care, and I'm just going to take a risk and say these are the things I'm dreaming about. These are the things I trust you. However, whatever, whenever, but I trust you. Mm-hmm. He's wild.
1: I, yes, I think I've been fearful of some dreams not happening. So in certain areas of my life, I just didn't dream.
0: Yeah. Oh I yeah.
1: I've been disappointed, or they didn't look the way I thought they they could. Yeah. And I I just paused on dreaming for a while, and that's not yeah. how I want to go through life anymore. I like you give it to God, trust. He can do more than we can ever ask or imagine. And it's okay if it goes in a different direction. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm bad or, you know, you listening, like you're, you messed up too much for God. It just, you know, we're humans. We're not going to get it right all the time, but right. God's so gracious enough to keep prodding us along and show us something better. And sometimes you don't get what you thought you wanted and it
0: is a blessing. Oh, for sure. Right. And then like when I walked away from theater, I thought I had all these gifts, but the way he has circled back and the things that I get to do now, I use all those gifts just in different ways. So the, the thing that we're stating the exact same thing might not happen, but the, maybe the fruit of that or, or the, the skills required to do that, they just might look a little different. Mm-hmm. He, he is so faithful.
1: I really do feel like my life is a game of, not a game, but it's like the game Connect the Dots. And all these things and experiences that I didn't understand or they didn't make sense, you know, with each day I start to get a little more clarity and I see one more dot connected to the other. And I, thank you, God. Thank you
0: so much. That's all I can say. I think that God is so tickled. I think he, because he sees the big picture. He knows what's coming tomorrow. He's like, oh girl, she has no idea. She has no idea that I've put that into motion two years ago. That That's happening. She just doesn't know it yet. I think that anytime we find, it, you know, it's almost like Hansel and Gretel, right? Like there's like these little, breadcrumbs and we're following it. I think anytime we find one, I think God's just like, it's getting closer, right? We, he has gone before us. The Lord has gone before us. And there are nuggets of his goodness and his glory everywhere we look. But we have to look for it right? Because the enemy's got all kinds of shiny, you know, scary, big things to, to steal our attention. But if we just are intentional about looking for the nuggets of glory, we will find them. And, and that's what we want to collect. And
1: that's why I feel back to the gratitude journal that I, yeah. I'm such a believer in that because I do feel like it grows your capacity to be content yeah. and then to appreciate what's around the
0: corner. Yeah. Yeah. The more we practice it, it is it is something we have to practice um because i know if if we don't intentionally choose gratitude then we're i mean to be complainy and negative not that we can't be you know realists right not that pessimism you know there's temperaments but to say i'm going to choose to i uh there's a book, and I can't remember exactly if it's called this. Um, but my pastor in California did a sermon on it, and he call it it's called the Wonder Switch. I think the book is called the Wonder Switch. But the idea that you, you know, flip up they take the worry switch, right? And flip it up instead of worrying. Oh, but what if and I don't know and how we say, I wonder what you're gonna do, God. This is a situation, this is hard. I wonder how you're going to reveal your goodness in it. I wonder how you're going to tie up these loose ends. I wonder how you're going to meet this need or solve this problem because God is already ahead of us doing that work. That's mm. good. Isn't that so I, good.
1: Yes, I love reading. I had to make a note of that so I don't forget the wonder switch. I don't know if, if it's really called that. I'll look for something close enough. It'll get me in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I it, it goes back yeah. to the attitude. Training your mind on
0: what you're going to look for, because you often find what you look for. Exactly. You will find it. If you're looking for doom and gloom, oh, you'll find it. Okay. It is called The Wonder Switch. The difference between limiting your life and living your dream. And it says, by Harris the third? Harris three. (laughs) I don't know what that means. That's his name, maybe? Harris
1: it sounds like a good read for the new year,
0: along with the right. Joybringer Challenge. Oh, yes. Yes. The Joybringer Challenge. Um, I am, I am grateful to meet you and get to know you more, because I know that we're kindred spirits and have been led on a journey to be having truly the privilege of the platform. Like, to have a microphone and have the thing that God puts in your heart and on your mind to go out and be entrusted to like say things and share things to people who like listen to you. It's such a wild thing. It's a strange thing too. Like this podcast is, is also a strange thing and overwhelming when I stop to think about it, that people would spend their time choosing to have you be a part of their day, choosing to have you in their ear. It's, it's really honor it's such an honor and my favorite thing i'm wondering if you feel this too it's a strange thing to to put yourself out there in a book in a podcast on the radio and have zero idea of like is anyone out there i don't know if anyone's listening uh especially because i come from the world of theater so if i was funny or if the show was good there was like instant laughter clapping standing ovation at the end right you could Mm -hmm. meet the people in the lobby if you wanted to um but this is a weird a weird industry and for for me my favorite thing is to hear from people
1: yes it is strange when you feel like you share something very personal or you share something and you think oh i'm really happy with that and there's no calls no emails and you wonder you're like that was so good (laughs) and then it's crazy it's radio silence on the other end
0: yeah literally
1: Every now and again, you know, I'll get something. And like I had a call today, and the lady was so sweet. And I thanked her profusely that she would take time to call me and share that, you know. She was um, probably like,
0: "Uh, okay. But you're like,
1: no, really. Thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) I I really was. I said, I'm writing this out of my gratitude journal. I think her her name is Jessie. Yeah, I wrote it down earlier because it means a lot when someone does take the time to say that something that you shared that I could have been uneasy about sharing because it can be hard to share personal things. I find it. And that she would take the time to comment and say, that really helped me. Well, great. Yeah. Amen.
0: Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> like, And I think, and so I'm saying all that because I don't know, I was born and raised a radio listener. I was like, I just have such vivid memories of the morning show I listened to or the afternoon show and radio has changed significantly over over the decades but i was raised following these people's lives and and thinking about them praying for them or wondering where they are now and but yet i had never told them that i've never i've never like taken a moment in my life to send an email or or occasional i think i called into a radio station two or three times in my life but i want to encourage you if you're a listener or a watcher like not about us, Jen and myself, but let people know who has great effect in your life. Like it could be, you know, someone you listen to a podcast or a radio or a book that you've read that you like this in this moment, in this in this uh, month of January, when we're saying, hey, write a note of encouragement, send a thank you. You have no idea how impactful that is to those of us who are faithful to do the thing that we're called to do. It's not about the money. We're not here. (laughs) You know, people think that it's glamorous in some quote platform jobs. It's, it's, it's not about that. And certainly that's not the reality, but to, to hear from people and say, gosh, you actually did listen and um, it's a real gift. So I want to encourage you to, to reach out to your favorite author, maybe, or to your, you know, local radio station or even your television news anchors, just people who you go, gosh, I really value your contribution to my day.
1: Mm-hmm. I think about my pastor too, because I'm so oh, new, gosh. new church. And I have a card, uh, you know? a dollar tree, great place to get cards. Heck yeah. and I, one, and I, thought, I want to send one to my pastor because I cannot imagine the challenges of a role like that.
0: Um, oh my like, gosh. So let me tell you, because having been in that, that world, Nothing was more triggering to especially our lead pastor. I was at a big church at one point. I think there were 10 or 12 of us pastors on staff, but nothing was more like triggering and terrifying than a Monday morning email because you expect it. Like you get in there on Monday morning and there's just an entire inbox full of, you didn't do that. You said this, I'm so mad at, you know, so when someone gets a, Hey pastor, you you really you really blessed me this weekend, or well done. You're working hard, or or whatever, right? That's so un- It's way more uncommon than the other side of it.
1: Mm.
0: So anytime we can send a, a note, or, listen, send some coffee, send some DoorDash, like go, <laughs> send them a salad. I don't know. They the people who are working to to bring. The word of God and and, and a community, because there's so much work that goes into church life. And the people that are doing that are doing it at great sacrifice to their own families, usually, and their own ego, their own emotional well-being. Like, it's a lot of work to carry and shepherd a community of people's stuff, Mm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. you do a wedding one day, and then you do a, a baptism, or you do, you know, a funeral, maybe do three funerals that week. And then you have to come in and do the weekend. And then you meet with these emails on Monday that are hard. So... Go overboard on your gratitude and your appreciation for people, especially um, in, in, in church leadership.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you haven't used some of those Christmas, Starbucks, or Caribou gift
0: cards, name them on.
1: Free gift those. Just saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to know you better.
1: You too. I wish we lived in the same city so we could hang out. I I mean, social media does make it easier to connect. So there is that, but this was a fun start.
0: Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you truly for your intentional encouragement in my life. Um, As a newbie radio girl who just had this little joy bringer segment floating around the world. Um, and, and really struggling to do this radio thing in the beginning, and uh, you were used by the Lord at very specific times to send me messages, and I am eternally grateful for your kindness and your generosity, and I'm grateful to have had this moment with you.
1: Likewise, it's funny because I never would have guessed that you were struggling because it never sounded like that. It always <laughs> sounded so polished, but I guess that's one of those things. Going back to contentment, you just never know yeah. how things are behind the scenes, and you can yeah. think it, it's all easy or it's just so natural for them. We all have struggles, so praise God that you know He would encourage me. And I am one of those people. I got to do it right then, text yeah. or email, otherwise I'll forget, and I don't want to miss out on that moment to help someone else, you or a listener
0: or a friend or family member. Yeah. So tell us about where our listeners can find you and hear you and follow you and check out pictures of your pugs.
1: Uh, okay. So my KTIS.com, you can stream the station KTIS. There's an app, smartphone, um, smart speaker, all that technology stuff that I'm not great with. But if you are, God bless you, you can find ways to connect and hang out during the day, 10 to 2 central and then Insta um, middays with Jen. Yes. So my pugs are on there. They have their own um, Insta account as well because the world needs more pugs,
0: um, <laughs> Yeah. my opinion. Yeah. KTIS in Minnesota. What area?
1: Minneapolis, Twin Cities.
0: Wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yep. And
0: Middays with Jen on Instagram. I follow you. I think oh, it's great.
1: Thank you. I follow you too, so I can oh. keep up with all the happenings.
0: Right. I'm grateful for you, friend. Thank you so much.
1: Likewise. so fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you.